0: This is the Devil's State State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought Brought to you by the the Hockey hockey Podcast podcast Network. Now here's here's your host, 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 Neil Neil (laughs) Villapiano. Ladies and gentlemen, number 63 in your programs, and for most of you, number one in your hearts, is back in the Garden State. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your boy, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to another edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as Sportswire Radio, the number one place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys, as always, are having a fantastic day. Wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day and check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And as always, everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something, right? Let me let me let me uh let me give you some information I think you should know. You know, we're well, you know, it's now August. We're, you know, the the baseball season is coming close to an end. And the playoffs are just around the corner as well as the beginning of the NFL season. Preseason is just going to really kick off this upcoming week. And DraftKings is always giving you great opportunities to get huge cash prizes. If this is something that piques your interest, well, here's what you can do. You go to DraftKings right now. You sign up, you use our promo code when you sign up at t h p n. and as always, you tell them that Neil Villapiano sent you folks, We got a little bit of a shorter episode here today, but we got some big news. We got some big news, as you could tell from my intro. I mean, basically right off the front. You all know what we're talking about today. We are focusing on three different players who each have re-signed in New Jersey. All of them were free ag- restricted free agents that avoided arbitration and ended up uh, re-signing with the Red and Black. And also, at the end of this episode, I have a very special career announcement that um I think a lot of you have seen on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and my personal Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11. But if you haven't, I will share the lovely news with you all at the end of this episode. So stick around for all that. But as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So I'm going to just... Straight up say that, uh, you know, I usually do news in chronological order, but today, because of I like to give you guys a buildup and everything, we're not going to do it in chronological order, but it's okay. You guys are still going to love the information I gave you. The first of the three signings is Tice Thompson re-signing with the Devils. It was announced this past Tuesday, August 2nd, which the Devils announced the re-signing of forward Tice Thompson to a two-year contract. And what's interesting about it is that the first year, so this upcoming season, 2022-23, it's a two-way deal. And again, for those of you that don't know, a two-way deal basically means that Tice Thompson can go between the NHL and the AHL without having to go through waivers. That's basically, to simplify it as best I can, um, that is what it is. So the first year is a two-way contract. The second year is a one-way, which again, if it's a one-way deal, then if Tice Thompson has to go or get sent down to the minors, he'll have to go through waivers first. So here's an example. Just last year, uh, the Devils put both Scott Wedgewood and Marion each on waivers at different times, and both of them were on one-way contracts. And because of this, they had to go through waivers. And both players ended up being picked up by Arizona and Dallas, respectively. So again, in the 2023-24 season, if Tice Thompson were to be sent down at any point to the Utica Comets, he would have to go through waivers. And then every team in the NHL would have the opportunity on the waiver wire to pick him up if they so choose to. So there you go. So Tice Thompson is definitely going to be a New Jersey Devil regardless uh, for 2022-23. And then next year, the year after, we'll we'll see what happens from there. But Here is the money breakdown for this contract. So for the first year, again, 2022-23, this upcoming season, he'll be making $750,000 at the NHL level. But if he's down with Utica or up at Utica um, uh, at the AHL level, he'll be making just $175,000. And in the second year, again, it's a one-way deal, he'll be making exactly $775,000. Thompson was initially, again, he was one of the RFAs that we had to sign. Uh, he was initially scheduled to go to arbitration, uh, which would have been on, I believe it was what? Today is the 7th. He would have been on at August 11th. So it would have been uh, this upcoming Thursday, he would have uh, been in arbitration. But the Devils avoided it altogether. So that is good. Tyce Thompson is only, and I say only, 23 years of age. So again, another young prospect in our system. He skated in just two games this past year and then uh, got hurt and later had to get shoulder surgery uh, in November of 2021. So he was out for most of the year. But on April 1st, he was actually able to come back and play. He returned to game action with the Utica Comets. He um, he was taken off of the injured reserve list. And then he was immediately sent down to Utica, where he ended up posting a pretty impressive mark of six goals, nine assists, for 15 points in 16 regular season games, and then he added a goal and assist for two points in five Calder Cup playoff contests. So he was actually able to be um, somewhat of a contributor in the short time that he was down in Utica. And obviously, he's had a lot more experience there than he's had with the Devils, because in Tyce Thompson's career, he has played in just nine games. With no goals and one assist for one point in his NHL career, so Tyce Thompson was a guy that, uh, for those of you that don't know, and I, I think a lot of people recognize the last name. He is the younger brother of Tage Thompson, who had an unbelievable season this past year with the Buffalo Sabers, and is honestly considered to be a guy that could maybe push to be a forty-goal scorer. I mean, he really, really took off. Is it? Is it a? Um, you know, is it a flash in the pan? You know, we'll see, but he's a very talented player in his own right. Tyce Thompson has taken him a little bit longer to get himself going in the NHL. I'm sure he will be one of the many young players that will be uh, battling for bottom six um, jobs on this uh, roster, on the forward position, uh, going into training camp. So he'll be somebody to keep an eye on. He wears number 12 with the Devils. And uh, he was also at development camp, which I believe that was the first development camp he had ever been to. Um, But he will definitely be a guy that uh, is going to compete. And he's one of the many guys that's going to compete for the very few jobs that we have in the bottom six forward group. But The Devils wanted to get him signed and they signed him and avoided arbitration altogether, which you, as we all know, if you could avoid arbitration, it's good because then you're able to somewhat maintain the relationship you have with the player. Um, And Tice Thompson was the one that filed for arbitration as per usual. So there was that. But the important thing, again, is that the Devils avoided arbitration. And what's good about this one? especially when uh, we talk about the next two guys. Um, This was way before his arbitration date. So the Devils really had no problem signing him. And again, he's making less than a million dollars. So it doesn't, it's not like it's really affecting the cap situation all that much. So that is good. But the most important thing, once again, is that Tice Thompson has re-signed with the Devils on a two-year contract. First year, again, is a two-way deal. And the second year, is a one-way deal. So that was the first of the three signings the Devils had this past week with their restricted free agents. Now the second re-signing, and again, like I mentioned before, it is not going to be in full chronological order. So this one actually happened prior to the final re-signing that is obviously the big one that we will talk about in a moment. But the Devils on Thursday evening at like, I want to say it was almost 10 o'clock or pretty close to it because I was actually on a Twitter space with a bunch of other Devils writers and podcasters and things like that. And it was right in the middle of it all. And we found out that the Devils had officially re-signed Miles Wood to a one-year deal. Now, the interesting thing about that is that you go back hours before, I think it was like in the late morning, early afternoon, Kevin Weeks of ESPN and NHL Network. He had tweeted out like he normally does a video and he had he had tweeted out that the devils had re-signed Miles Wood to a two-year contract, avoiding arbitration. And I made a post about it and all that stuff. But I want to say it was like 15, 20 minutes, actually not even like 10, 15 minutes after he tweeted that, he deleted it. And then there was no word after that. So the rest of the day, up until, obviously, the Devils made an official announcement, we did not know what had happened. We don't know. I think what most likely happened, just based off of it, is that um, the information that Kevin Weeks got was half true. In the fact that the Devils did re-sign Miles Wood, it just wasn't to a two-year deal. It was a one-year contract. And the deal is worth $3.2 million. Now, based off of the final signing that we'll talk about in in a few short moments— Adding on this contract, the Devils are almost exactly at the salary cap, which is really crazy because if you think about it, for the last handful of years, we've been well under the cap. We've had always like 15 to $20 million plus of cap space, even going into the season. And now this year, we're at a position where we may have to move some cap because interestingly enough, the Devils still have to re-sign Fabian Zetterlick. And this is where I will talk about this in a little bit more detail after we talk about the third and biggest signing the Devils have with their uh, RFAs this week. But again, Miles Wood will play on a one-year deal at $3.2 million and uh, go from there. Now, here's what's interesting. Miles Wood was initially scheduled to go to arbitration this past Saturday, the 6th, and what was interesting about it is that Miles Wood wasn't the one that filed for arbitration; it was a club elect decision, which means the Devils were the ones that uh, wanted to take Miles Wood to arbitration, and it had nothing to do with you know bad blood between the player and organization. It was simply the fact that Miles Wood had been out the entire year up until late in the season with that shoulder injury, and then he came back. And he played a couple of games and just really couldn't get himself going. And the Devils had to shut him down again. And the season was over. So it was really just a lost year for Miles Wood. And so the Devils were in a tough spot of saying, we have no idea what to pay him. And according to what we saw about what the um, player was looking for, Miles Wood, and what the Devils were looking for, again, you know, Miles Wood was asking for just over $4 million on a one-year deal. Seemed a little steep to me. The Devils were asking for something like $3 million. So you knew that the Devils were going to try to find a happy medium, and they found a happy medium with Miles Wood signing a one-year deal at $3.2 million. Do I think that's what he would have gotten if he had gone to arbitration? I think there's a good chance of it. Um, and so the Devils, just to avoid having the fact that they had to go to arbitration, they got a deal done with Miles Wood, so that is good. Uh, Miles Wood is 26 years of age, and it's really kind of crazy to think about this. But he's going into his eighth season in the NHL. Isn't that that is wild to me? Because he's only 26, and he's considered a veteran on this team. <laughs> and he's not even really that old. I mean, we have some other guys on our team that are older age wise, but haven't been here and aren't considered to be you know major veterans. At least not right at the moment. But Wood, who is 26, like I mentioned, is entering his eighth season with the Devils. He played in just three games um, this past year, and it wasn't shoulder uh, situation. I do apologize. It was his right hip, which was interesting because his right, he had the same injury that um, Jonathan Bernier had that kept him out the rest of the year and he had surgery on. And it was kind of like the same deal. It felt like both of them were dealing with the exact same problem. Now, for Miles Wood, again, he was able to actually play a couple of games, but you knew that he just wasn't – the. he knew he wasn't fully healthy. And the Devils just felt that for his own safety, you know, long term, that it was better for him to just, you know, get surgery and just get ready for next season. You know, that was just the main thing. We, it, a lot of us didn't even think that Miles Wood was going to even play one game this past season with the with the Devils. But he played a couple, but, you know, he just he, – he couldn't contribute and he wasn't fully healthy. Um, He's coming in at 6'2", 195 pounds. He's played in now 326 career games, tallying 121 points, 65 goals, and 56 assists. Now, what Miles Wood brings to the table is obviously the physicality. He's obviously incredibly fast, one of the faster guys on our team. And he does bring some veteran leadership into the locker room. He was an alternate captain, not this past season, but the season before. So he does have some leadership. He has obviously matured a lot more. I know personally, I've been critical of Miles Wood mainly because the fact that I feel like his puck handling isn't great, but hopefully it has uh, improved, um, you know, going into this upcoming season. but clearly the Devils were missing Miles Wood. He's also not afraid to drop the gloves. He's a big energy guy. You know, he's he's a solid penalty killer as well. I mean, he brings a little bit of everything. And um, you know, I'm happy that the Devils were able to bring him back. Am I wild about how much money they're giving him? Uh, yes and no. I'm um, not because I feel like that 3.2 million dollars is a lot for a guy that played just three games this past year. But I'm fine with it because, again, it is a one-year deal. and The Devils will have a lot more cap space next season. Um, and, you know, we know that unless Miles Wood has an unbelievable season of, like, what? He gets, like, 30-plus goals and, like, 60, 70-plus points. Um, he's not going to ask for a whole lot in his next contract after this upcoming year. So, I don't expect the Devils to worry about that too much. And again, it's a prove it deal for Miles Wood to prove all right, are you going to get back to the form that we need you to be at to help us compete and to help us win? The most important thing for Miles Wood is for him to go into training camp fully healthy and also survive training camp. Because if you remember after the, in the middle of the first preseason game is when he got hurt against the Capitals and then never, and then and did not play until late in the season. So obviously they, they want him to be fully healthy and obviously play in the regular season more than just three games. Um, but again, it's a proven deal. And again, because it's a one-year deal, $3.2 million, not a big, not a big deal. It is surprising because again, it, it does then ask the question of, you know, where are, you know where is the money going to come from um to re-sign Fabian Zetterlin, and that's where again I'm going to me- I'm going to talk about that in a little bit more detail in a few minutes. But the most important thing from this entire thing, because I feel like I'm rambling on here, is that the Devils were once again able to avoid arbitration and sign and re-sign another one of their RFA's. This time, signing Miles Wood to a one-year contract at three point two million dollars. So Miles Wood You could throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use our promo code THPN to make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1. Thousand dollars that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions reply. See show notes for details. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. This is something that we talked about in the last episode and wondering to ourselves what was going to happen. And as the days progressed and we got into this past week, it just looked more and more likely, especially when it was Wednesday morning of this past week, it was just like, well, it looks like Jesper Bratt will indeed go to arbitration. And after 9 a.m., it was announced that the Devils had officially re-signed Jesper Bratt, but it is only a one-year contract at a deal worth $5.45 million. So Jesper Brett does get a pay raise from what he's been making before, and it's a one-year deal. And it's fine for me because it's a proven year for Jesper Brett. It gives him motivation to prove that he is that high-scoring top-six winger that we have come to see him play before and that this past year wasn't a fluke. Gives him a chance to prove himself again and gives both the devils, Jesper Bratt, and his agent time to work on this long-term on a long-term deal. Because out of the core guys that we are going to go off of, Jack Hughes, Nico Hischier, Dougie Hamilton, and now we got Miles Wood. I mean, now we got Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt's the only one of that core that isn't signed long term. What's good also about this deal, ladies and gentlemen, is that the way it's structured is that after this season, Jesper Bratt once again will be a restricted free agent, and it will get offered the qualifying offer and things like that. But it just gives the Devils and every all parties involved another year to get a deal done. Do I think it's going to happen during the season? It's possible. We've seen it with both Nico Hischier and Jack Hughes. They signed in the middle of the year. Um, but I think based off of the way that Brad's agent has done things the first time and now even here, he may not um, he may not want to do that. And also, you know who knows where the Devils are going to be when we get close to like let's say the trade deadline? Because let's say the Devils are once again definitely not making the playoffs and are most likely going to be sellers. He's go- Jasper is going to be one of the top guys on the trading on the, on the trade deadline tracker as to, could he possibly be moved? Now, if the devils are rocking and rolling and are on their way to making a playoff spot, then obviously you, you don't expect them to get moved. I, I still don't see Jesper Bratt leaving the devils. I do expect a long-term deal to get done in the future. Hopefully by this time next year, the devils will have a long-term deal signed with him, but it's just good. And it's a relief. To get Jesper Bratt signed for the upcoming season, and I think signing a deal like this, knowing that he'll be an RFA next year, to me just means that it, that Bratt wants to be here. The Devils want to get something done, and the agent and the Devils are just going to give themselves another 365 days or so to figure this out. And to and you know it's got to be a proving year for Jesper Bryant. It's going to be really motivating. Same thing for Miles Wood as well, being on a one-year deal. I think what's good about this is just that you are the devils are now getting guys that are motivated, not only from a financial perspective, because they want to obviously make more money and get long term deals, but they also want to win. They want to get out of this rebuild. They want to finally get back into the playoffs. And so you're getting super motivated guys to prove themselves. And a guy like Jeff Brad is considered very highly on our team. He's going to come out and I and I'm excited to see him really, really prove himself and take his game to another level. Um, Brett, who is only 23 years of age, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just finished up his fifth year in the National Hockey League. You remember he uh his rookie year was the 17-18 year. And if you remember early on in the season, he was scoring what seemed like every game. He really took the Devils by surprise. Um I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's under six foot. I thought he was six foot, but he's 5'10", 175 pounds. Uh, this past year set career highs in goals with 26 assists, 47 shots, 197 power play points, 18 time on ice, 17 minutes, 26 uh, seconds of average time and points, 73. He also, um, his also 26 goals was tied with Jack Hughes for the team lead um I think if Jack Hughes had been fully healthy like I said before I think he would have gotten to 30 goals or more and I think also that would have probably helped Jesper Brett a little bit as well. Um while well, Jesper Bratt's assist shot power play points and points totals all rank first in the Devils. So by far uh Je- well, not by far but in many ways Jesper Bratt was our best player this past season um especially with Jack Hughes being out a couple of times. Um Brad also inked his name into Devils' history, of history by being the first Swedish-born skater to lead the Devils in points for a single season. Additionally, Brad's six game, six game-winning goals led the club and were a career high. Here's some more information just based on Jesper Brad's career, just to kind of give you an, um, a little bit of an update as to where we are. In 307 career contests, Brad has totaled 203 points, 70 goals, and 133 assists which are also the most earned by an NHL player who was selected after the second round of the 2016 NHL draft. So if you think about a lot of, you know, if you think about the players that were there um, early on in that draft and the fact that Brad was a six-round pick, I mean, this is, you know, Brad is a gem and a half the Devils were able to get. Um, Brad also became the first Devils player since Taylor Hall in his Hart Trophy-winning 17-18 season to record 70 or more points in a single season. At 23 years old, Brett was the youngest New Jersey skater to finish the season with 70 or more points since Patrick Elias at 23 and Scott Gomez at 20 in 1990 and 2000. This deal, like I said before, makes me feel that both sides want a long-term deal done. And as I mentioned before, it's just going to give both, both parties involved a lot more time to get a long-term deal done. But the bottom line, again, like the other two, is simply this. The Devils finally get Jesper Brett signed to a deal. Now we could just focus on the upcoming year. Now, where does this leave Fabian Zerlin, who is the only RFA left? Well, I think that you look at a guy like potentially Andreas Janssen or even a Michael McLeod, especially considering what's going on with Hockey Canada, dot, dot, dot. I think that the Devils most likely will make a move or two to move some cap which is crazy to think about the fact that Devils have to uh, get some cap space to do this. Um, but I think somebody like that might get moved for not very much, but just to get, just to be somewhat of a cap dump so that the Devils can then re-sign Fabian Zeland, who has very high expectations to make the team out of training camp, considering how well he performed uh, in his time with the Devils late last season. So that's something to keep in mind over the next couple of weeks as we get into August and getting closer and closer to training camp and getting ourselves going. But Just the fact that we were able to get three of the four remaining RFAs signed, especially Jesper Bratt, is great. Just less stress that we have to worry about, and we can focus more on what the most important thing is, and that is this team going into the 2022-23 season. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jesper Bratt is back in the Garden State, and it feels so good. Now, I mentioned this before, and I'm going to end my episode with this. I have a very... Special career slash personal announcement that I've shared on social media, both on Devil State of Mind social media at Devil State on Twitter and Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and also on my personal Twitter at T H E N V P S H O W, and my personal Instagram at N V P Q B 11. That I am now the newest public address announcer for. The NAHL's Defending Robertson Cup champion, New Jersey Titans. Yes. Um, the the week before, not this past week, but the other, the week prior to that, I tried out uh shout out to Tom Wilms, um, who is one of the play-by-play/slash color commentator voices on hockey TV for the Titans. He reached out to me on LinkedIn and said, Hey, we're doing a tryout, and we'd love for you to uh come and try out. So while the team was doing tryouts for players, I tried out uh, doing one game, PA announcer, and also doing DJ um, with the head of the NJ Titans, Joe Marino, listening um, in his office. And both guys really liked me. They liked the energy that I brought and the enthusiasm. And then this past week, on like Wednesday, I believe, um, they told me that they wanted to hire me. So I accepted the job. Without any hesitation, and then I made the announcement on all my socials the day after. So I will be the public address announcer for the New Jersey Titans for both the NAHL team and the NA3HL teams as well. Both junior hockey, we are going to be playing all of our home games at the Middletown Sports Slash Ice Complex in Middletown, New Jersey, right by uh, Middletown North. Yeah, like like I think like a mile or two from Middletown North. It's right off of uh route 35 going north so if you guys have some time and if you're in the area make sure to go check out the schedule then you can come uh listen to me over the loudspeaker get the team and the fans and everyone hyped up and also listen to some music that i'm going to be dropping uh as the dj as well for the new jersey Titans. so once again thank you to tom wilms and no, also, Mr. Joe Marino, for uh, giving me the opportunity to do this. And I'm very, very excited to um, begin a new chapter of my broadcasting uh, career. Now, again, this does not affect Devil's state of mind at all. I'm still going to be doing um, you know, episodes and trying to be active on social. It may be a little bit different, especially if I got a game that I'm PA announcing and the Devils are playing at the same time. Uh, almost all the games will be on Saturdays and Sundays. I think also on Friday as well. Um, so it'll be weekend games. I don't think there's that many in the middle of the week, um, but you could go on the NJ Titans website and you can see the schedule for yourself, but yeah, come out, support the Titans, support the defending Robertson cup champions. We got a hell of a team with a hell of an organization and come out and support your boy as he uh, takes on this, uh, public address announcing journey and i'm very very excited to do so so once again your boy neil Piano is the newest public address announcer for the new jersey titans and i'm looking forward to the season starting in about a month and change from now so get excited folks it's going to be a lot of fun but i wanted to announce that and and uh, again make sure to come out and show your support it would mean the world to me